0: Please be aware that today's topic is not appropriate for all ages, as we'll be discussing sex and sexual dysfunction in a medical context. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to His Health, the show where we'll be tackling the health issues that are most important to men. I'm your host, Rick Malambri, and we're going inside the topics that men of all ages need to know and taking you out of the comfort zone when it comes to those health issues that men don't normally like to discuss. So let's get started. Chatting with me today is Chip Larson, a past sufferer of erectile dysfunction as a result of prostate cancer. Chip has kindly joined us today to share his story on erectile dysfunction and his decision to receive a penile implant to treat his ED. The His Health Podcast is brought to you in partnership with Providence and Boston Scientific. And remember everyone, many of our questions come from our listeners on social media, so you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Providence and on Instagram under Providence Health Systems. Lastly, before we start today, I want our listeners to know that the information provided during this program is for educational purposes only. You should always consult your healthcare provider if you have any questions regarding a medical condition or treatment. All right, so let's get started by welcoming Chip. Hello, Chip. How are you? I am well, Rick. Thank you. I hope you are. I am doing quite well myself. Excellent. For our listeners today, can you give a brief uh, intro to yourself and where you're from, what your story is, and how you came to find out about your situation?
1: Yes, as far as where I'm from, I'm in southeastern Washington state, so that's home for me. And how I got in this situation, uh, it goes back to 2005. And that's when when I was having a routine exam and my PSA scores turned out to be all over the place. And so my doc had me checked out and eventually, after biopsy and the like, I was diagnosed with uh, prostate cancer.
0: Wow. And so when you say your PSA levels were out, how, how does one go about testing with those things? Like what, what made you want to find out more about what was going on with yourself and, and how did that, uh, how did you react to those, those test scores?
1: Not knowing anything about prostate cancer for that matter, really much in the way of any cancers. Uh, when my primary at the time said, I don't like your PSA score, it's too high. And when I look back on it, it was low. And then it was high again. Uh, yeah, that worried me. That mm-hmm. uh, made me concerned that, you know, gee, where's this going? And and of course, anytime anyone talks about cancer, it's, it's uh, the big C word. It's something you don't want to hear. Yeah. But you got to deal with it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Post finding out about prostate cancer, how did erectile dysfunction come into play and how did it affect you and your relationship with your spouse?
1: The treatment for the cancer that I had uh um, depending upon the type and all other conditions, the recommendation and what I had was called brachytherapy. And it's where they put in these little radioactive seeds into the prostate. The good news is it destroyed the cancer Mm -hmm. and the so-so news is yeah, it also destroyed the prostate. But over the next year, what it turned out is that the radiation also affected the vascular system in that area. And I was having more and more difficulty achieving an erection, and so that's what started me, you know, feeling good about not having cancer, but worried about where my personal and intimate life with my wife was going.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, what kind of options were you considering for that? What uh, what was your deciding factor for the implant?
1: It was um, a stepped-up procedure. You know, the first recommendation was to use uh, the mechanical vacuum device. Mm-hmm. Okay, got to tell you, that did not work. <laughs> my understanding is that about 50% of the men go, yeah, this is cool. I like it. And the other 50% don't. I'm in that other group. I just, yeah. I didn't like it. It doesn't even make a good sex toy. I'm sorry, but that's, right. <laughs> that's my feeling on it. Yeah. Um, and just a couple of reasons for that. You know, one is that elastic ring, if you don't keep your hair trim real short, that's a real uh, downer <laughs> to, yeah. to the events going on with all of a sudden you having your hair tugged out. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, the circulation is stopped. And so you know, your, your man parts start getting really cold and uncomfortable. Mm. So anyway, uh, I kept trying that and that didn't work out for me. So I went back and the urologist that I was going to at the time uh, offered up prescriptions for the various drugs, the Cialis and Viagra and and similar. Right. And I tried those out and they kind of worked, meaning the side effects were very distracting and they didn't always work for me very well. Sometimes they seemed to and other times they didn't. But it got worse as far as not being able to achieve an erection, even with the drugs. What really bugged me was the side effects. A lot of discomfort. Uh, It felt like all of a sudden I had a cold, a lot of congestion and other things. And so it, it wasn't working. Plus, I also there's no spontaneity. You know, oh, gee, you know, we're going to get intimate here. Well, I got to go take a pill. Let's wait 30 minutes. Oh, gee, it's got to be 45 because I just had dinner. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. So it it's not convenient. It, it's good. I don't want to tell anybody or leave the impression that those are wrong. They may work well for other guys. But for me, um, no, they didn't. And at that point, I started looking around for other alternatives and the implant came up as a comment and so I started researching it and it just seemed to me that that would be a good way to go. So that's where I went and started, uh, started the journey towards getting an implant.
0: Gotcha. Now, were you apprehensive at first? Are there any kind of complications that you thought worried you and, you know, about the process or the procedure?
1: yeah there's the part that you read about kind of the analytical side and then there's the part that's inside that you worry about mm-hmm. you, know, you start finding out this is an operation surgery you know, these people are going to be cutting on my junk
2: you yeah, know, hey yeah. folks
1: no <laughs> yeah you know, this is my private area i um i'm not particularly interested in people fooling around there i don't know right. how professional they are <laughs> so you know yeah there's that kind of apprehension and uh in getting a little more directed towards the real issue. uh, Okay. I started looking for, okay, what are the downsides of this? What I encountered most, or the the largest downside was that there's a two to 3% infection rate Mm. based on surgery. Well, you know, that's true for any surgery. It isn't just this one. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's a risk you take. And of course, medical professionals, professionals in that field, they all work really hard to make sure that you don't get any infection. But Mm -hmm. that is a risk. So that that was the biggest one. This the second one that I had was okay. if I get this thing. uh, is this where I want to be? Because it is permanent. It's kind of a one way street. Um, meaning if if you get it and some scientist comes up with this miracle cure for erectile dysfunction you're probably not going to be eligible because you've had the implant and there's been some modifications made to the internal part yeah that possibility of summing up someone coming up with a miracle cure not likely right but i i decided that it was worth it you know i'm a senior so You know, I'm not, I'm not like a, let's say a 20 year old that has a long-term life ahead of them. So I went ahead and dismissed that as an episode and figured I would take the risk with uh, that very low, but real possibility of infection.
0: Okay. And uh, you give a lot of champion speeches on this subject. What are some of the questions that you get from men curious about the procedure?
1: the first question i get and it strikes me as funny because men are supposedly macho they want to know (laughs) about the surgery and pain that goes with it Mm -hmm. is it painful Uh, so i'll describe that and then i'll comment about uh, the other two questions that i tended to get Um, the surgery specific for me was not painful. There was discomfort. I don't want to kid anybody or lead them to believe it was painless. Anybody who's been to a doctor uh, with any issue of pain, they show you that little chart, what's your pain level from one to 10. Yeah. And I would say, in my case, it might have been a three. Now, some people, some individuals are more sensitive to issues like that. And for me, and I, I think this is true for all the providers. You know, they're very concerned about any pain you have. And so When I came out of surgery, they offered pain medication should I need it. And even when I went home, they gave me some um, heavy-duty pain medication, not just ibuprofen or Tylenol, uh, in case I needed it. In my mm-hmm. my situation, no, I didn't. And I think for most men, that would be true also. So, you know, it's it's surgery. And yes, you're going to be uncomfortable. It's surgery is trauma to the body. but on the other hand, it's not painful. The second question I tend to get then is, well, you know, am I going to be limited in my activities? Uh, What can I do? And usually they'll name an activity that they like most common. I think I hear is bike riding. Yeah. And, you know, the bottom line about activities, my feeling is anything that you were doing before, you can do now. You know, if you are uh, go out and play soccer with the, the kids or grandkids or something, that's not mm-hmm. a problem. Once the healing is done, if you are a hardcore bike rider, that's fine. Uh, I, I personally have not found any activity in my sphere of life that is limited in any way, shape or form uh, by having the uh, having the implant. Mm-hmm. The third question I tend to get is you know, they're specifically about sex and intimacy. And, you know, can can we do this? Can the woman do that? And on and on it goes. Rick, here's the bottom line as I see it. Whatever you do, or have done in the privacy of your own bedroom, you can still do mm-hmm. it. There, there is no limitation uh, or change required. So when you have the 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 implant and you're using it and whatever you happen to do before the implant that worked for you and your partner, hey, it you're good to go, there is really no change in that regard or no limitation
0: very nice sounds like a lot of pluses to me
1: yeah since you bring it up because (laughs) uh, when it comes to i'll get the question of benefits versus Mm -hmm. uh or pros versus cons and i really don't see any real cons to getting the implant um I see differences. I see issues that you need to do, I already mentioned the, um, the infection issue. Okay, you, you need to be prepared uh, for that minor possibility. And yeah. I also mentioned the one-way street. Yeah, you, you gotta know that this is where I wanna be. Mm-hmm. Um, but from there, it's just differences that you're going to experience. And just as a couple of examples, the size and shape of the penis when erect mm-hmm. is going to be slightly different, different than what you're used to. And when it comes to the the physical part, you know, the dimensions, the fondling type of thing, you, you'll notice that after about six months, mm-hmm. the brain adapts. That becomes a new normal. So, yeah, it feels different for a while, but yeah, that goes away. Um, another difference, you, you have um, a little less blood circulation because of that implant. And so the, the head of the penis, mm-hmm. it tends to be a little cooler at times when you're fully erect, but not a big deal. And then one that nobody told me about, I didn't read about it, but I found out, is when you deflate it, it makes a sound. It's kind of, "Eh." and it's funny. And that's been one of my things that I've told a lot of guys have fun with this, (laughs) make jokes about it. You know, it's, it's (laughs) getting the implant is serious business, but once you've got it, enjoy it. Right. Uh, So yeah. And you can have a lot of fun with that have a lot of humor.
0: Well, speaking on that. So how does, how does it work? How does like, How does the implant, um, how do you make it erect? How does, how does all that work?
1: It works. If you don't mind explaining. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't mind explaining. (laughs) There, there are some, um, you know, some excellent animated videos on showing how it works, but you know, specific to me, and I, I think my case is typical Mm -hmm. of most men. Okay. The, the pump and the ability to deflate it. That goes in the scrotum. And the thing is pretty good sized. It's maybe three times the size of a typical testicle. That was of concern to me that, you know, gee, it's this going to be in the way. It doesn't bother me at all. Wow, yeah. and, and I don't think it would bother anybody. Um, my my wife makes a few comments about it being the, the third child down there. But, <laughs> um, when you first get it, and when when your urologist typically will say, okay, you're good to go, um, go forth and, and enjoy life. The urologist will probably teach you a little bit about how to use it. And there's information about how to use it. The tricky part for a little while, like anything new, is learning how to hold that thing. Inside, that's them. It's slippery in there and mm. grabbing, trying to grab a hold of that little bulb and squeeze it to pump yourself up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to learn the, the techniques. It doesn't take too long, but it is, uh, it, it is tricky at times. After a while, you learn to use it. You pump it up. Uh, it takes maybe 25, 30, depending how hard you squeeze, uh, pumps to become fully erect and once it's up it feels perfectly normal internally and other than maybe a slight difference in shape externally um it's and this is probably a poor choice of words but it's a pleasure to have a solid erection Mm -hmm. and it's comfortable to know that when you have it you aren't going to lose it that's a worry many men have especially men with uh, health issues diabetes for instance is that all of a sudden they're going to lose the erection that they have and at an inopportune point that's not going to happen yeah you know you've got it you will keep it and it will stay up until you deflate it when you're ready to deflate it there's a small button that is on the, um, on the pump itself, and you'll learn how to grab it and pinch it, and you will hear that little whiny sound, and you will be quickly deflated. Gotcha.
0: Wow. Pretty nice. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. We'll be back with more on a patient's story of erectile dysfunction right after this short break. Hey there, everyone. I'm Rick Malambri, and I'm the host of the new podcast, His Health the show where we're tackling the health issues that are most important to men. We're going inside the topics that men of all ages need to know and taking you out of the comfort zone when it comes to those health issues that men don't normally like to discuss. In this week's episode, I speak with Dr. James Kwan, a urologist with Swedish Medical Center about erectile dysfunction, a topic that may not be easy to talk about, but is much more common than we realize. So make sure you tune into Dash Radio this week on Monday, Wednesday, or Friday at 5 p.m., or look for His Health on your favorite podcast platform. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you can tune in to more of our future episodes.
2: I've been trying to do it right. I've been living a lonely life. I've been sleeping.
0: His health is back with our guest Chip Larson, and we're discussing his experience with erectile dysfunction and the treatment for his ED. It really so is. Th- There's no question this is this procedure has changed your life as well as your partners.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um there was a an era of well, really several years where, yeah, intimacy, but to talk about. Uh, sexual intimacy to the point of erection, penetration, things like that, you know, didn't happen. Mm -hmm. When I got the device, it was implanted about 30 days after surgery. Uh, I was given the go ahead and yeah, everything works. Everything's great. Yeah. There's no waiting for pills to go into effect. There's no discomfort from hairs being pulled out or anything like that. Yeah. It's just, if you need it, even spontaneous, you know, all of a sudden, well, hey, you know, this is kind of a nice time to get intimate. Mm-hmm. It's fooling around enough to get yourself pumped up and you're ready to go.
0: Wonderful. No. Oh. What would you say to some men who might be reluctant about treatment for prostate cancer when they find out ED is a very possible side effect?
1: Yeah, not only prostate cancer, but things like bladder cancer, uh, a lot of diseases, again, diabetes. Mm -hmm. And what do I say to those people? You have an alternative. If today, the, the damage done by treating prostate cancer, um, the damage done to nerves and like is by far less. Uh, so the odds are, are in a guy's favor that he's not going to have a problem due to the uh, the surgery or whatever technique they're using for prostate cancer. But if it does, if all of a sudden it becomes empty, can't get it up anymore, then there are these other options up to and including getting an implant. Mm-hmm. And so in a simplistic way, in my own mind, I look at it and I think you don't deal with prostate cancer. What's the outcome? You were on the risk of dying. It's right. simple as that. It's it, absolutely, I believe it's um, the most common death in men is prostate cancer when it comes to preventable deaths. Um, the alternative is you lose your ability to get an erection. That's worst case, but you have alternatives to to recover from that worst case it's yeah. not like well it's all over
0: let's get into the nitty-gritty of it all so how has it affected your sex life like can a man who's had this procedure expect to go back to normal sex life
1: yes not only back to normal but actually better than normal mm. and, and that may be a bold statement as I mentioned once you, you no longer worry about losing an erection period. Yeah. You want an erection, you, you know, you can get it. And so all in all, I, I think it's, it's better. It's more convenient. There's no side effects. Um, you can always deflate, you know, for the guys who do the injection to get an erection, they yeah. run the risk of, I think it's called Priapism. Priapism. Mm-hmm. and you know, if you get that problem, it's rare, but you got to go to the emergency. yeah, and right now is not the time you want to go to the emergency.
0: No, no, not at all.
1: Uh, yeah. so um in all those cases, uh, I think it's uh, it's actually better in in my personal life. you know I don't worry about those and um, well, to get a little more into the sex. I mean, if okay, guy, The man goes through he has an orgasm he's all done if if you're working with your normal function you lose your erection i mean that's kind of built into your body Mm -hmm. where with this you don't lose the erection so if the woman wants to continue with whatever activity you're doing you still have an erection yeah I mean, you, you can think about going to going to the fabric store and wandering around there with your wife while you've got an erection. You're going to keep an erection when it's an implant. Yeah.
0: yeah. And does it does it feel different
1: at all? Other than, like I said, initially, it does a little bit. But from the standpoint of afterwards or actual intercourse mm-hmm. um, or any other sexual activities that go on, you know, oral sex, Um No, it doesn't feel any different to the man. Yeah. And I did talk to my wife about this and to make sure that I wasn't going to say anything from the woman's point of view. And my wife has assured me that yes, she can tell the difference, uh, physically as far as a little bit difference in shape, Yeah, but when it comes to physical intercourse penetration, no. She can't tell any difference at all.
0: Sounds good to me, right? Yeah. For everyone. Yeah. Like I said, you're giving me plus, plus, pluses on this. I mean, if you've had prostate cancer and, and from the outcome of that or any of these other cancers or diseases, then this sounds like a really good option. And going back to when you had prostate cancer, mm-hmm. what were the treatments like for that? What were the side effects that you did experience during that process? And, um, what did you do to overcome them?
1: Well, the treatment on the brachytherapy, uh, I 90, I think the inserted 92 seeds into the prostate these little, little bit smaller than a grain of rice. And it means, a lot of bleeding. It takes a while uh, for the bladder because some of the blood and, and body fluids get into the bladder. Mm-hmm. And so urinating to get it cleared out, ejaculating. It, I mean, it's um, really a, a messy thing. And that goes on for a while until uh, the body can heal things over. So the the fix, the cure on that, I think I'll just say it's rather ugly in a lot of ways, and yeah. it wasn't necessarily painful, but it was sure distracting from any any activity.
0: Yeah, would you say exhausting?
1: yes, i'll I'll add frustrating <clears throat> uh, to the mix too. You know, getting um, getting all that treatment done and constantly worrying about. You know, did they get all the cancer? You know, is it spread? Did it did it metastasize and spread somewhere else? So yeah, you're you're constantly worried about it. And you have to wait about five years before there the 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 medical profession's willing to say, if you have it, it's in complete remission, you're probably cured. Mm. Five years is a long time. Yeah. Because you're you lose that ability. So you're talking five years without an erection.
0: Yeah. Very, very long time. Is there anything else you would like our listeners to know about you, prostate cancer, ED or penile implants?
1: Yeah. um, You have an understandable concern about this, but you also have a life. And that's part of what push me into getting it done. I had a life, I have a wife, mm-hmm. and I want to move forward with actual sexual intimacy. You now I I did run across a few men, talked with them who one guy had lost his wife and he didn't know whether he wanted to get back into the dating scene and all of that. But due to cancer, he was unable to get an erection. We're talking a guy who's in his mid-70s. Yeah. He decided he wanted to get it in case he was going to um, meet some some woman and and perhaps get into a relationship. At the time, he wasn't ready. So even though a guy may not be able to get an erection, if you think there's that possibility in your future that you may have an intimate relationship with somebody, Go talk to your urologist about it, and it's get it done before the fact rather than waiting. Um, yeah, the, the other part that I keep trying to tell everybody is have fun. Once you get it, have fun with it. It's It puts your sex life back in business. It makes intimacy more enjoyable for most for, for both partners. In, in this. So the downside is minimal. The differences are few. Uh, the benefits are overwhelming. Uh, so yeah, I recommend it. I say talk to urologist get smart about it. And then I go back to have fun. Be a bionic man if that's what you feel like. Um, make fun of it. You can go in and tell your wife or your partner or whatever oh man i am so pumped well to the (laughs) two of you you know what that means it wasn't that you were just doing a lot of push-ups yeah Uh, yeah so that's why i keep saying have fun with it you can you can make songs about it you can do all kinds is that got a gun in your pocket or did you just pump yourself up for me (laughs) may west
0: (laughs) Oh man, Chip. Yep, you've been wonderful to talk to, man. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and uh, and thank you for your your knowledge and your your uplifting spirit.
1: It's been a pleasure, and I hope that many men listening to this will seriously consider getting the device and uh, well talking to their their medical provider and if it's appropriate for their situation and their health and their condition get the device you will be glad you did
0: absolutely 100% agree well all right everybody that's a wrap for this episode once again I want to thank chip for joining us today on his health our friends at Boston Scientific for sponsoring the show and to everyone for listening and sending in your questions we look forward to continuing the conversation on men's health with more experts from Providence in future episodes So make sure to listen to all of our shows on Dash Radio under Future of Health Radio or your favorite podcast platform and follow us on social media where we can be found on Twitter and Facebook at Providence and Instagram under Providence Health Systems. To learn more about our mission programs and services, go to Providence.org. Thanks for listening and stay healthy.